Always enjoy chatting rugby with Tony Johnson out of Sky TV. Afternoon, TJ. Thanks for your time. How are we, mate? Yeah, very well indeed. Let's, so let's talk the game that you called first and foremost last night. Uh, the Blues shutting out the Chiefs 25-0 in Hamilton. That was a remarkably good performance from the Blues, wasn't it? Well, that's the word I was about to use. Uh, I don't think in all the time I've been calling these Super Rugby games, I've ever seen a game in which a team attacked so much, crossed the line so many times, had so many opportunities, had a, a, a one-man advantage for over a quarter of the game and still weren't able to score any points at all. And that's, you know, pretty good Chiefs team too. So uh, to me, uh, the story of that match, um, there were a couple of subplots and, you know, we can talk about those, and Barrett, uh, Anton Leonard-Brown. But, but to me, uh, the story of this game was a tremendous defensive effort by the Blues. And, you know, we're used to Blues being a bit flaky um, over the years, sometimes brilliant and then making mistakes or falling apart or, or getting, you know, um, perhaps inconsistent or erratic. But I, I thought last night that, that there was a bit of steel in that performance last night, which for, for the Blues and their fans is very encouraging. Well, as you mentioned, the Chiefs did cross three times, but illegally done so on all three occasions and called back. The Blues were ferocious on defence. And you mentioned uh, the word flaky. They've been flaky in the last few or a few of the games this year. That Hurricanes won, they inexplicably blew uh, way back in the second round, I think it was. Others have drifted in and out of games, yet... That was as good a performance as I can recall from the Blues in recent memory. Yeah, they seem to have uh, slowly but surely. I think they're eradicating those, you know, just in the last 10 or 15 minutes, which were what they were all about in the first few games. Uh, you know, a couple of great defensive efforts. I thought that, you know, the, the tackle off I took my to put on uh, Samasoni Takeaho right on the stroke of half time. I mean, that was a potential game changer, that one. If he'd scored then, mm. Chiefs go in with a spring in their step. Uh, it was a legal tackle. Uh, I, I, some people wondered whether it might, he, he, you know, might have gone in with the shoulder first, but I thought it, you know, he definitely dislodged the ball with an outstretched hand. Um, that, that was a great piece of defence. I have to say, I thought the other one uh, down the other end, uh, it was at Nanai Saturo, you know, to me, was that was there clear and mm. obvious evidence there to overturn the decision? Um, I'm, I'm not sure that there was. Uh, there wouldn't, can't have been very much in it. Um, but, but, you know, that, that they went with it. And, of course, the other one was, I think, a, um, a definite a accidental but a clear-cut obstruction which ruled out what looked like a very good try at the time. So, yeah, there was, I guess there were some um, moments for discussion there. But, you know, as I say, I just think there was a, a, a desperation and a determination and the other thing about their defence, um, to me, Peter Gasso-Akula has probably been the best attacking forward in New Zealand uh, so far this year. And they did a very good job of closing him down, stopping him, offloading the ball. So I think uh, Craig McGrath, the defence coach, has got to take a pat on the back today. Yeah, he certainly does. That was, uh, you know, holding the, the Chiefs to nil in Hamilton, a, a remarkable effort. Um, I'll go back to the Blues in a second, but where does this leave the Chiefs? They, they've been um, belted by the, the Crusaders to an extent a couple of weeks ago on home turf. Now they lose 25-0 at home. Not so long ago, TJ, though, the front runners from the Kiwi side of things. Now they've slipped back to the pack considerably. Yeah, and before the season started, uh, they were the team most likely to challenge the Crusaders from New Zealand, in, in my eyes. They've just had a few injury problems, and mm. they've got another very big one now. Uh, losing Brody Retallick when he was playing so well. Um, not, uh, losing uh, Pupo Vai as well. I mean, he, he'd been doing a really good job. But yeah, 
they've had a few injury problems. They had a bit of a late disruption too um, before the game. Oh, hours leading up to the game, they had to change their their back line. So, yeah, they've had a few issues there. Uh, I wouldn't be them out just yet. If they can get back um, to full strength, uh, then I, I then they'll, they'll definitely make the top eight. They'll be in the playoffs, and you know it's anyone's game. But uh, they have four. I just. Apart from Nano Saturo, who had by far his best game, in fact, not only for the season, but I've, I've seen him play at this level, um, there just wasn't a lot of penetration there last night. Uh, and again, a lot of that might come down to the Blues' um, backline defence, but they just shut down, they were able to shut down their, their attacking threats. And so, yeah, they've got a few things to sort out and a few problems. Uh, caused by injury. Yeah, I want to get on to that, that second five issue as well in a, in a couple of moments. Uh, Bowden Barrett, that was, I think, his best performance in a, in a Blues jersey for mine. He obviously missed last year uh, as he was up in Japan. We saw a, a bit of him in 2020, but in terms of control, in terms of showing his full um, masterclass uh, of skills, um, you know, that, that wonderful length of the field try that he started and finished, uh, they got the best of Bowden Barrett last night. Absolutely. He'd only played two 40-minute stretches so far this season. As you say, nothing last year. And, and, and a kind of sort of understated role the year before, but not last night. Last night, he, he really was running the cutter. And we saw the full range. He wasn't running the ball perhaps as much as uh, was to. Uh, he, he, the breaks or the gap perhaps were there, but just the way he managed mm. the game. And I think that's the most encouraging thing. That's what we're looking for uh, in the number 10. And, it, you know, it, it's been a subject of much discussion. Who's the, the best player for the job? I just think on the evidence of last night, I, I think that's just a reminder of Bowden Barrett and how really good he can be. And, and as you say, it was summed up in that try, that amazing offload to put the um, continually impressive uh, Mark Delia into a bit of a gap and then the way he summed up the situation, weighted that kick. And I was just watching at, time, at, at times the way he was just hovering around, scanning everything, looking for where the best opportunity might be. That, to me, that was a very encouraging sign. I'm sure before you uh, jumped on the mic for the Blues-Chiefs game in Hamilton, you caught the Crusaders-Hurricanes or the very end of. Uh, what did you make of the Hurricanes' decision to not go for the shot as well as that, uh, that controversial line-out at the end? Okay, well, first things first, and uh, like yourself, I'm a, a follower of American sport. I've become a very big fan of American football. Um, and, you know, what tends to happen in, in those big leagues in America is that if it's a toss-up between a high-risk play or a, a play with risk involved to win the game and a lower-risk opportunity to force the game into extra time, you take the lower risk opportunity every time. Now, not everyone's going to agree with that. I understand that. But and we were debating it at the time. I sort of had half an eye on it, uh, half trying to you know get ready for the start of the game mm. that I was doing. But straight away, I thought you 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 know you got to go for the for the three, which you know pretty much a gimme. And and then you take your chances on the on the golden point because you you go to a line out. You're against the best line out. Defend or defensive team um, in the competition. Uh, as for the the decision or the non-decision, to me, uh, there's a whole bunch of things involved. I'm not convinced that he played him in the air. What what I did see was him middle of the lineout, and he might have got away with that a bit. I'm talking about Scott Barrett. I think he took a step into the middle, uh, and then certainly um, he was lying on the ground, stopping the ball coming out. 
Um, whether he has to roll out, it's not a tackle situation. Uh, whether he has to roll out of there, I'm, I'm not sure what the law says there. I haven't had time to look at that look that up. So to me, uh, yeah, probably arguments both ways. You've heard both sides of the issue. Uh, I'm not entirely convinced, though, that, that Scott Barrett come out. It, it wasn't a great throw either, I have to say that. But it all goes back to me to the decision. You take the three, force, you take your chances on, on Golden Point extra time. Um, it was definitely a, 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 man, a coaching decision. You could see Corey mm. Jane calling out the instructions. But uh, I, I just I know if that was an NFL game, I know what they would have done. Yes, yeah, certainly. Uh, Tony Johnson with us out of Sky Sports. Uh, TJ with uh, Anton Leonard Brown. Now we don't know how bad this injury is. We might hear from the Chiefs a bit later on today as to as to how bad it is. Clayton McMillan wasn't sure post game, but the midfield all of a sudden becomes a very interesting proposition for the All Blacks as it already is, given it's rather unsettled, and we've got Geordie Barrett playing twelve for for the Hurricanes. Ian Foster was on my show yesterday saying. They're keeping an eye on it, but uh, they prefer him at fullback. Where do you think the All Blacks should be looking as they um, weigh up all these uh, factors heading into uh, this Ireland series in July? Yeah, well, first of all, with Anton Leonard Brown, that that is a real spanner in the works, and it's a it's a real blow for him because it, it, it never looks good when a guy comes off mm. clutching, holding his arm up like that. Uh, remember, on the tour at the end of last year, he had a partial dislocation of that same shoulder. They opted to rehab it. Uh, rather than undergo surgery. And, of course, the thing is with surgery, um, and just ask another contender for the All Black uh, 13 jersey, um, that if you uh, have surgery, then that's it. You're gone for the year. So mm. I'll be hoping that it's not as bad. It, it just didn't look great, did it? Um, the way he reeled away, it was funny sort of the kinetic force of one player driving into another player who then drove into Anton Leonard Brown. And uh, and you just you could tell straight away that he was in trouble it clouds an already very clouded issue because, to me, at the moment, he's the one guy that you would absolutely ink in for one of those positions. Now, there are other contenders. Um, you know, um, Quinty Pyre has big support. Um, to me, he hasn't truly found his form, and, and, and that can probably be emphasised by the fact that they didn't start him last night. Um, that, you know, those, those great penetrating direct runs. We haven't sort of seen quite so much of that. And his defence, he's been missing tackles. Uh, the tackle stats aren't all that good at the moment. So he's got a few things to work on. I still think there's tremendous potential there. Um, other players, um, obviously, in or working his way back um, to fitness. Uh, you've got Jack Good, who's still having injury problems. Rico Ioani's always going to be an option there. Uh, Roger Tuivasa-Shek, I would have loved to have seen him, you know, with five or six games under his belt by now, just to see how he could advance. But I don't, I'm not sure that the answer is Jordan mm. Barrett. Um, I like him at fullback. Um, to me, um, him at fullback, Jordan on the wing, uh, and and you've got a number of really good options that, uh, at, at left wing. That gives you a really good back three. I'm just not sure um, that doing the right thing by Jordan Barrett there. Yeah, and if it, so he seems keen to play there, I know. But to me, uh, for in terms of the all-round fullback game, never mind the fact that Jordan player has to start every game. But I've got him on the wing. But I've got Geordie Barrett at fullback. TJ, always enjoy uh, chatting rugby with you. Thanks so much for your time with us here this afternoon. No problem, Alex.